This is the truth of it. Fighting leads to killing. And killing gets to warring. And that was damn near the death of us all. Look at us now. Busted up and everyone talking about hard rain. But we've learned by the dust of them all, Barter Town's learned. Now when men get to fighting, it happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. of fear. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. He's the ball cracker, death on foot. You know him, you love him. He's Jack Wasteland. He's bad. He's beautiful. He's crazy. It's Tippy, tap, golden, glap. I can't wait. You heard the intro. You know what's going down today. Yeah, yeah, because we're hot off the heels of our first ever Tippy Tap crossover episode where we we unite. We, we, we've always said, Griff, we're uniters. We're not dividers. We bring people together. But that doesn't get the clicks, Griff. Conflict gets the Conflict clicks. Conflict gets clicks, and that's what we're here for. We're chasing those hot clicks, those right. angry clicks, the clicks from the geeks in the middle of the night right. who need to tell you you're wrong, <laughs> who need to tell you everybody knows the costume designer <laughs> from X-Men also did that one movie yeah. you brought up. Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, they do now. So, so we picked... Two of our fiercest combatants. We got an old, old uh, legend, if you will, and we got an upstart, a kid who wants to t- unseat him, wants to rocky him. Ah, uh, Murray, I think you need to check your stats though, because we had an upset 
recently with one of our guests with a new show that debuted on Tippy Taps. A little something called Matt Houston. <laughs> Because oh. Phil came out of the gate strong he as a did. fucking ox. His people showed up for him. That's right. And he didn't just come alone. He came with a cocktail in hand. Oh, my God. I hope he has a special one for this one. We'll, we'll find out in a minute here. And then, like you said, we have True True Champion. Right. Jack Madelaire with us. This will be his third, I think. I Two think, or third I think he's done three different shows with us. I think we've done Airwolf with them. We did do Airwolf with him. And we've done Magnum with them. Done and I feel like there was a third show in there. I don't know. I don't know. He'll have to tell us. But why don't we just why don't we introduce the Titans? <laughs> we're like they're listening right now while That's we're right. talking. So without further ado, people, you heard we were, first of all, we already had them inter, inter introduced in the beginning of the episode. We'll do it again for you people who are slow. Yes. First, our returning champion, Mr. Jack Badalair. <laughs> Great to be here again, guys. Thank you so much. And our young and, up- uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, uh, the third show was Baywatch Nights. Yes! That's right! That's he was it. on three. So, the gift that keeps on giving. I Baywatch mean, come Nights. on. If you come back for a third show, whew. Yeah, I don't think no one's done that. <laughs> no. So, so, yeah, so so we got a young upstart, the new kid on the block. He's done a few episodes with us. He's that's not right. that new. Yeah. But it's Mr. Phil DeGlass. Phil, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really, I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. You should be, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> did you make a a drink for this episode? Yeah. So normally when I so I've been on the show for this is going to be the fourth appearance. So I'm kind of excited. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of times the charm. I kind of maneuvered my way back on the show with an unofficial challenge, Jack. <laughs> I kind of weaseled my way back on. You know. Usually, oh. Yeah, we need we need all the content we can get. Yeah, I mean, Phil, when on. we saw the numbers from Matt Houston, we're like, get this yeah. guy back. Yeah, on. really. That's yeah. Spo- we're supposed to say that discreetly, Murray, yeah. not on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Oops. Yeah. So yeah, we do like so. Normally, what I do is I'd mix a couple beers together, and so I went back to that last time we did a fifth anniversary. It wasn't really a Matt Houston cocktail. What we did is the I don't know what did we ever name that cocktail? It was no, we're still wrong. workshopping it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, maybe like a, a grills bomb. Something. Uh, something. It's got to be like either one or two words. You don't who, want it to be words. The Houston Sunset? No, this is about our. It's about your show. Uh, yeah, I know, but that's become <laughs> so. Like, we've taken Houston and really run away with it. Like, <laughs> no, it, no, the memes, the memes that came off Dude, that Houston episode. I, I am a scoreboard fanatic. I'm watching the scoreboards every day, you know, and I cannot look at a team, the Houston Astros specifically, and not go, Houston. <laughs> it's everywhere. I think it works. I just think it works. So we did. We did uh, a couple beers. Very, very, very simple. Um, we're doing a Kona Hanale Island IPA in honor of Magnum. Of course. Guy. Yeah, nice. and we're gonna mix. Nice. We're gonna, and we're gonna mix that with. Uh, uh, try to get beers that were available to all your listeners because you guys are global. Sure. Uh, I, just, I just picked the the most available Texas beer, which is the Shiner Bach out of oh, Shiner, yeah. Texas. Which is about two hours, uh, I guess, inland from Houston. So, yeah, a little Hanalei Island IPA mixed with some Shiner. You got some Houston, you got some Magnum Houston Magic. Mm. Very nice, very nice. I feel like that deserves a name like uh, Houston called the sword in the Mad Houston episode, a Texas Gator Poker or something like (laughs) that. Frog Sticker. Frog Frog Sticker. 
It's frog, a yeah. Texas frog. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just a down-home kind of guy. <laughs> that Matt Houston. All right, Murray. All right, so the premise is we have Ma- Magnum P.I., Thomas Magnum. That's We've great. got Matt Houston. Very similar characters. Very similar. From the 80s, great mustaches, charming, handsome men. But who is the better one? This is what the point of this episode is. It's Jack to champion Magnum. It's Phil to champion Houston. Houston. And to see who comes out the champion. And we got to keep... We're not going to, by the way, we're not going to... I also want to point out, I did have Mattingly take the cover. It's summertime. Took the cover off the acid pit. Of course. Can you, can you, can you put your mic down to a griff and we can hear the bubbling of that acid pit? It's beautiful. That's a beautiful, beautiful sound. I love it. Just it just sounds so much better in the summer. We haven't air, used though. it in so long. Right. I, mean, I hate when the leaves get in there, but then again, yeah. it's well, not they, like a pool. They just burn them away. They yeah, that's the great away. thing about acid. I know. Whatever you put into it, it burns away. I think about that all the time. I just watch. So uh, no pressure, but somebody might be taking a bath. But it's not up to us to decide because we are going to allow the people. This is the last bastion of democracy. Is Golden Globus Theater? <laughs> of course. This is where your vote really counts. Right. So we're going to let them decide. We're going to release one episode this week, tally up all the votes for that week, and then the next week, tally it up, and we will have a victor. But how do we keep it fair? Are we choosing who goes first and who goes second? We are going to let the lady fate decide that. We are going to flip a coin to decide who goes first. And whoever wins gets to decide whether they go first. They want to, they want to start Just out Just like strong. football. If you win the corn toss, you can decide if you the kick off. The corn toss not. and the corn <laughs> toss. <laughs> We're off to a bad start. Nine hours to go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of thought process goes into this. You yeah. might want to go. I want to go right away. But then you got to think. Maybe I want to play cleanup. Maybe I want to s- scout out my, my opponent first yeah. and see where they're coming from. So, phase from. one, coin toss. Phase two, debate stage. We're going to have them tell us what's good and what's bad, and then the, co- the counter is going to come from the champion of their show. And then we'll get right into the episode. And then we'll get into the episode, and then you'll get the flip-flop. All right. Well, I'm gonna, without further ado, I'm going to flip this coin. It's going to annoy... Oh, good. I'm glad you caught that. Wait, you didn't say who was heads or tails. You didn't heads. make anybody... You didn't heads. do any... No, you got to no, reflip it. do it, it. again? Who, our champion gets called heads or tails. So, Jack, heads or tails, and you got to trust us. Okay. Okay. I'm going heads. All right, it's heads. Jack, are you going to are you gonna gonna go first or are you gonna go second? I'll go second. I'll go second. Ooh, I like he's it. deferring. Yeah. All champions do that. This is this is why Jack's our champion, master of the mind games. <laughs> right. He's trying. You see, I think what he's I'm trying confused. to do is he knows that Houston has that's the latest tippy tap. So people. Are probably they sick might be of tired of it. Yeah. yeah. So it. he's waiting. He's gonna make them just fervor for that fucking Magnum. Just to die. That's why he's the it. champion, Griff. That's right. It's you know, it's not just about physicality. It's about mind. So as I discussed in our phase scheme here, Jack, you have to start us off here. You need to tell us one thing you liked about our Matt Houston episode we went through here, and you have to tell us one thing you didn't like about it. Okay. Um. I like the fact that it's a pretty well done bottle episode. I always like seeing bottle episodes of TV shows and like how they handle it and what they do with it. And just like, can you, you know, explain work. what a bottle episode is for our fans? Is, of course we know a, a bottle episode is 
basically an episode of television where they reduce um, the locations to pretty much one space. Sometimes it could be one room. Sometimes it could be one building. Sometimes it could be one, you know, just piece of scenery. But it's to reduce the costs and logistics of the series um, to try and just, like, keep things simple. Uh, I feel like know. it's kind of fine on the writing, too. Yeah, because you have to really be disciplined about, like, okay, we can't cut away to, like, some other location or some other, like, B-plot well. that allows <laughs> us to do... I mean, you can, but, like, it's got to be, like... It, it can't be anything too terribly exciting. Yeah, yeah. And if they do, it's usually like another set piece, like in this episode that they've used a million times before. Right. So you've got to really rely on a, a handful of resources. You know, a bottle episodes being dropped off in the woods of just the contents of your pockets and you got to come out alive. So mm -hmm. I really like seeing, and I like the Phil picked a bottle episode for this. Nice. Um, the thing is, I, I find Matt Houston just annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like he's just he he he's just irritating to me. Like <laughs> especially that that like down home sort of yeah, they're like, well, we used to call that a frog sticker where I'm I'm like, oh my god. Like from the moment when he's in the helicopter, I'm just like I, and he started talking. I was like, oh god, that's his act that's the accent this actor actually was going with holy cow yeah no i find him just like deeply irritating Whew. well we have a whole episode to Those go through and, yeah. yeah so uh phil now 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 jack <laughs> i don't understand what what are, you, what are you trying to say to me jack i don't understand what are you trying to say you're trying to say something about cj you know, tony is my friend and you're insulting my friend tony parker <laughs> um, yeah, that's those are fighting words, but you know it's okay because we'll get to Magnum. We'll get to yeah. that. Guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree. There is some uh, maybe a little bit of annoyingness to, to, to Matt Houston, but he, you know, Lee Horsley is from Texas. That is his accent. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Yes. So that's not an affectation. No, that's... that was not an. Now, see, see now, now, CJ. Now she has, <laughs> she has an accent, but uh, that is that is phony. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. But I, I have to say, Matt Houston is wealthy. Everybody likes rich people, and uh, you're on the wrong show for that. He's got, yeah. he's got on so toast, much, perhaps. He's got, he's, got, <laughs> he's got so much money that. He's beneficial to society, and just just by being alive. So I don't I don't really know where you're coming. He's from. He's a job creator for hot women. Yeah. I, I mean, where, what 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 would helicopter mechanics do? Yeah, they all be out of business if it wasn't for Matt Houston. Half his staff could be single mom, hot ladies, you know, yeah. pet kids, right Saving out of them high from school. the pole, right? Like, you know. So I get that. That's very generous of him. Mama Novelli's wouldn't exist without him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, and I, 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 and I didn't know what a bottle episode was, so I can't even. Talk, I don't even know how to rebut that one. <laughs> We're educational. <laughs> well, you don't want to rebut a positive. That's yeah, that is a positive, so you don't have to rebut <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, well, I thought it was terrible. I wanted it to be. How more dare you like that? I wish it was a bigger scale, like Hawaii. 
Right. So, of course, you could go back and listen to our previous episodes where we kind of got the intro, but we'll try to summarize. We're starting with Matt Houston, and this is the hardest one for me to summarize because we've done two episodes, and I know Matt Houston has an amazing business. Yes, he's a rich, he's a son of a rich guy, right? Yeah, and it was a football star. Because there's a Heisman Trophy in his in his yeah, house, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Okay, okay, and, okay. And, so he he did win the Heisman. They actually say that in an, an episode or a, a third season episode. He is so he probably Heisman. got drafted. He probably was a boss because most Heisman winners are boss. So. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, he operates out of a rainforest cafe. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yes, um, he uses he flies a, a helicopter. He flies a helicopter. Yeah, well, this is the thing. He could just be a rich playboy asshole, but he chooses to give back. So it's like a he Batman. solves crimes. He's like Bruce Wayne all the time. Yeah. But his parents like are he... still alive. Oh, his parents are still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never mind. He's bad. not Bruce Wayne. Then. Oh, they <laughs> missed opportunity. Can you imagine if Castanos killed his parents? <laughs> <laughs> It would be like it would be like the fugitive where he's chasing cast. So would that mean the spirit of the man was in his mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be the spirit? You you would you would think that because he would think uh, uh, his ultimate nemesis is Houston. Yeah. So then the person who gave birth to him probably has his soul. That's yeah, right. We're still we're still trying to figure we're, out what Castanos' thing was. If you need any kind of teaser for how interesting Matt Houston was, Houston is in our vocabulary forever. Forever. These questions yes. about where is the soul of man? Where is it? Because after yeah, I we went got very on my, existential on I've been sleeping. Yeah, I've been sleeping in my defecation tank ever since. I just <laughs> sit in darkness and think about where my spirit is. Yeah, it's all it's the yin and the yang. Right. It's it's not the clothes, it's the hanger. But here's the question. <laughs> here's the question. Does the woman's soul reside in us? No. Hmm? No, uh, women well, don't have. Well, 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 Trick question. When, when, women don't have souls. Okay, when we get into the, mag, the Magnum PI episode, <laughs> we'll know more about that. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, what's so uh, this recap? Houston is a rich guy who chooses to give back and solve mysteries in uh, Los Angeles and employ a lot of people and keep a restaurant open. Right. Yes. So <laughs> for if you're new to the show, that's all you need to know about the best. Matt the best intro you could get is to go watch. Phil's Matt Houston episode. Listen, that's yes. the. Third. Well, you can watch it. Stare at the screen. I don't you care. can stare at the screen. It's not up there yet, but you could eventually. All right. We're opening up. And just like we opened up in our first episode with a party, birthday party in the first episode, yeah. we're opening up yeah. with a different kind of party. I'm actually glad that uh, Jack brought up the accents because, all right, we did episode 16, season one, episode 16. On our last time with Phil, this is episode fifteen. So this is the episode before oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. And I can swear there was there a break between episodes because the accents are way less in the Castanos episode, and th- everybody is leaning into a accent. Even even Vinny was like, "Hey, forget about it." And he's like, "You know, like, what the fuck?" So what happened, Phil? This episode is the this is the reason I chose this episode is because it is the first episode I had ever seen from mm. Matt Houston. This this is the one that I was so impressed by. I mentioned in the in the episode we did last time. So this, this this blew me away as whatever I was eight years old or whatever. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I really related to Matt Houston being an eight-year-old. It's really good. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know if there's like a big break between. Sometimes they have like season breaks, but it, it must yeah. have been because why did they? You're right. Why did they open up with a party at Houston's two weeks in a row? It just seemed really <laughs> yeah. really lazy. It's, it's like you're thinking is Matt Houston one of those guys who has a birthday month? Right. Where he celebrates oh, every yeah, day. Yeah. I'm really curious because I know we got some people. I think Jack was interested in checking out that Chuck Connors episode. Who is? And oh, yeah. Now that you've seen this one, when you watch the Chuck Connors, pay attention to those accents because I don't remember them really. No, no, nope. well, I mean, Horsley had the accent, but even his was kind of toned down. CJ's disappeared. Okay. She's all like a little bit country, a little bit rock and yeah. roll on the other CJ one. CJ is a little country, a little bit of flat club soda. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a CJ fan. Yeah, I'm not into CJ. Yeah. <laughs> She does a nice little stunt roll, which is kind of cool. That's true. When the well, is that wait? Were you talking about when the explosion happens? Yeah, it blows off. I don't think that was. (laughs) You don't think so? Very. Oh my! We'll get. We will get to the Star Trek fight scene later on. Uh, All right, we're one sentence into our notes. We're we're on pace. Well, I'm happy we're doing this episode because we finally get to meet this. This guy must be. That's a genius, handsome, powerful. Murray Chase, and it's it's fitting because if, many people don't know what I look like, but I look exactly like Murray. I'm bald. <laughs> I wear glasses, <laughs> and so this. I guess this is just this is what you think the word Murray. You think this guy. <laughs> think of think of our our co-host here. Yeah. I mean, so. Um. But he is wondering. Man, what is Houston doing? Why did he send me yeah, a Murray telegram? Is, what is Murray's relationship again, Phil? He's the business manager for Matt Houston. He calls himself a vice president, I think is how he introduces himself. But yeah, he handles all the business, but mainly all that is is getting Matt to sign documents that he doesn't read. Oh, nice. Brilliant. That's yeah. good. He's like the hooker wrangler, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> or he gets rid of the bodies. Yeah. Yeah, Did you really? notice at the end... Oh. At the oh, end of the episode, he just writes <laughs> off some bodies. Yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's, like, he's like, my insurance covered that, covered body yeah. re- removal. Blood stains, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was 70s, so it's the wild times of... This is the 80s. Oh, it's the 80s? come on. Wow. I can, oh, I can see why Griff got confused, because I'm. this might ruffle some feathers. I fucking might like the Houston theme better than the Magnum theme because wow. to me, because to <sighs> me, the Houston theme is super seventies sounding. It is. And I love it. Is yeah. and I love like seventies cops. Yeah, so that's true. Not that, not that, I'm not gonna take anything away from the from the, the Magnum. Magnum episode. Yeah. I mean, that's it's no. got its its qualities too, but it's qualities. But it's it's a much more eighties synth riff kind yeah. of hard rock kind of sound to it. You're right. Right. Well. It, it's kind of it's like upbeat, but it's also got that. Is it? It's in Hawaii, so it's got that laid back vibe to it. While Houston's just pummeling you, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. you know, he's just like fuck yeah. Houston. And the action on the screen, the three wheeler going into the exactly. pool, exactly, perfect. <laughs> All right. You, well, I gotta say, uh, Jack, did you notice the massive amounts of makeup that Lee Horsley wears on this show? Apparently, that's a regular thing because it stood out to me. It's. Uh, it's television especially of a time where like you know in terms of lighting and all that sort of stuff like it just happens so i i don't even pay attention it it it, it took me out of 
Took him out of it. Took him out. I was, I was out like, of "There's it. no way Tom Selleck would wear that much rouge." Come on, you couldn't no. in that sun. He, can't, he, he doesn't have to. He's just so you know oozes testosterone out of his pores. He, like the makeup would just slough off immediately. He, Come on. he might be the original genetic jackpot. Mm-hmm. To be in that hot Hawaiian sun and just be able to—we got the shorts for it. That's got the shorts sure. for it. And we're he's always to... in the water. I mean, come on. No. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Magnum. This is this the, is about yeah. Houston. Houston. Yeah, yeah. Can Houston. we get back to? Can we get back to the winner of this? <laughs> of course, match? of course, Phil. Like, of course, Phil. All right. So Murray, he's just—he's getting this this uh, investment meeting together. Right. And we've got guests arriving. Uh, we get very important guests, incredibly high fluting guests. And again, we're wondering why did Houston send me a telegram that I need to yeah, come like, in? Why on... doesn't he call me? Why would he send a telegram? Why am I coming me? in on my day off? It's Sunday. I'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. Don't work on the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, why did he send it to me through a telegram? We talk on the phone. He's got 26 phone well, lines. Everyone in 83 talked on the phone, Griff. Nobody was sending telegrams. Well, the other thing to mention here is that the fact that he has 26 phone lines comes up how many times? <laughs> Anybody want to guess on that? 26? It's That's 26. a lot of phone lines. Yeah. It's a lot of phone lines. And, and, two, and two backup generators. And two backup generators. <laughs> what was that? Like, who fucking was, cares about that? Was he the original... <laughs> He's not running a defense network. Like, if things go down at, you know, Houston Co., like, who, who fucking cares? Who like, Co.? Uh, uh, Houston Inc., thank you. Houston Incorporated. <laughs> what I mean, he... It's on the building right next Bill, to the what Bank does he do? American. What does he do to make it to deserve a building? Yeah. Um, he... <laughs> he imports... And exports. And exports. <laughs> okay. He, he promotes trickle down economics. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Trickles down from the penthouse. It's on, from the top. Sometimes money blows out his open door. Yeah. Trickle down. Exactly. So not only do we have Mr. Derwin Dunlap, the inventor of the Exodus home computer. That's right. Which can fit in just one entire room instead of the entire house. <laughs> We get we're getting Lord Malcolm Abercrombie and his wife Lady Celeste Fitch of the Abercrombie and Fitch Empire. <laughs> so of yeah. course their fit is tight. I mean he's wearing like royal outfit. I like, love Edward Mulhair, by the way. Having him pop up on the screen, I was just like, fuck yes, this is gonna be great. And this is the second role of him playing an asshole we've had in like two weeks. He was an asshole in Megaforce. Yeah, and now in this. Oh, he's in Megaforce? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does not wear the gold spandex if you were looking forward <laughs> no, to that. he does not. No, he does not. He's all, he will always be Devin to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, yeah, they're in the, they heard they got this hot tip, this investment idea, this pyramid scheme that Houston set up. Right. And they're ready to invest. I mean, Meanwhile, rich, rich people make people, so. Yeah. You got to spend money to make money. Girl. That's right. So, meanwhile, Houston... Is in his chopper with CJ, and they think they're going. They, Houston's like, man, I got this telegram from Murray. I don't know why he sent me a telegram. I got twenty six phones. Why is he? <laughs> and he's like, but well, apparently the the vice president George Herbert Walker Bush, right. 
That's right. Wants to meet me, but fuck that guy. I got a first communion meet, you know, uh, party to meet. Yeah, so I can only dip and dive on him. I, I can yeah. pop in and pop right <laughs> out right. like a brisket. Because little Tony Novelli, his first communion is way more important <laughs> than meeting the vice president. Well, I guess the yeah, vice president, who cares? <clears throat> well, he's a Texas boy, so of course he cares. Yeah. Aren't the Bushes from Texas? No, they're, they, they, they stay there from Texas. Really? They're from, like, the Northeast. Really? I did not know this. I think the younger Bushes grew up in Texas. But, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But that's your history lesson for everybody. But we, Mag- or Magnum, uh, Houston is also wondering. You said it. You said that he's wondering about the fucking telegram, too. Yeah. I'm. We're already fucking crossing wires here. That's why you send telegrams so you don't cross wires. So now we're back to Murray. He's welcoming more guests. First, we have the Maharaja. He says, let's call me Mo. Guy in brown face. How do we feel about that, people? <laughs> yeah. So, not I, great. Yeah. The, the whole, well, I don't know when I, I get to this part, but the whole plot of this show relies on white people unable to cross-racially identify minorities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the whole, like, plan that this guy has, so... Yeah. We'll find very out 80s. Yeah. I gotta say, for rich people and everything, they were very understanding. They all looked at him. They're like, yes, of course you're Marajamo. <laughs> they were not like, are you sure you're this race? <laughs> they didn't question it one bit. They went along no, with No, they it. accepted him. Nope. It's because you accept every rich person for whatever they say they are. We do need to add that there is a mysterious device on the top of the elevator, and it bleeps and blurps we every got, time. Boop, okay. Boop, boop, boop. Anytime we cut between somebody in a different location, there is a segment, like a five-second s- segment, where it's a machine act like uh, engaging and then a bleep bloop. Yeah. And not only is Maharaja Mo in the elevator, we also have a very milfy-looking cougar played oh, by yeah. the, the late, great Stella Stevens, <clears throat> former playmate. I'm sorry, guys. They didn't have Playboy data sheets back when she was. I would have her turn-ons and turn-offs waited for you. But yeah. I'm disappointed, it, but understanding. Yeah. yeah I was gonna don't say, blame me. Blame I was going to say, maybe Jack got a personal interview or something and has some turns-ons <laughs> and turns-offs. Do you, well, I mean, Jack, I did some Googling. On? Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to guess notice- not having clothes on is one of her turn-ons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's a woman who looks very good undressed. Let's just leave it at that. Was there a background she was standing in front of more often? From what I saw, it was like the 1960 Playboy shoot that she did, which was there was like a fireplace and like a okay. home bar decor. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so we can just yeah. surmise what she likes here. Fireplaces. All women do. Who wants cocktails? Cocktails, of course. And then you know what? She's definitely not into teases. She likes her cocktails, not her cock teases. Mm. Yeah, with mustaches. Of course. Well, Houston's got a mustache, and she is fucking dogging all over that. Yeah, cleft. Wasn't she a Bond girl? She a Bond girl? Am I reading? I'm remembering that wrong. She. I think she was. I think I. Yeah, I think she was a Bond girl. I forget which which movie though, but she was. So she's playing the character of Clover McKenna, very sexy now, name, Clover McKenna. Is she attracted to any rich man, or did I read wrong that she was kind of into Mo? Oh, she I... wasn't a Bond girl. She was in the Silencers, so she was in one of the Matt Helm 
Dean Martin movies. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see her in a Bond movie. Going through the IMDb. And of course, she's the mother of Andrew Stevens from the classic Bronson movie, 10 to Midnight. Yes. So, okay, so she arrives. There's immediately heat between her and Lady Celeste. We don't know what's going on. Uh, women issues. That's, that's it. You put women in together in a room, this they're automatically fighting. Guy talk right here. We get along. <laughs> you put two women together, you never know what's going to happen. Well, catfight's going to happen. <laughs> so uh, the doors on all the uh, stairways, <clears throat> nice uh, uh, throat clearing right into the mic. <laughs> that wasn't me. That <laughs> yeah, was Griff. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember doing that, but apparently it was me, guys. My bad. So uh, the doors are locked now. We hear a bloop and a bleep. Doors locked. <laughs> but do they have these kind of doors like in '83? Yeah, like there was, uh, like automatic locks. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's so rich; he's way ahead of. Yeah, exactly. Else. Just, just summarize, sum up everything to it. So Matt's chopper lands on the helipad right on the patio outside of the, the his main uh, uh, room. The yeah, rain, the Rainforest Cafe. I room. did not see the grill uh, outside there. I was <laughs> hoping to see that grill again. Did they drop that helicopter from like a crane? Yeah, it's that. Well, they're they, clearly on a set. So yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, they saw like you could see like this odd like metal thing at the top. <laughs> it was really it was like a cone. Did anybody notice that? Ah, apparently yeah. Murray did. Yeah, yeah. Murray Well, what are they going to land a no, real chopper on a set? Come on, maybe. Well, I mean, it's look. You know what? I mean, the last time that happened, crazy. the last time that happened, we lost Vic Morrow. All right, so that's probably oh, why oh, they brutal. Too wait, soon. Wait, too wait, soon. Wait, Forty years too soon. Forty. <laughs> so he lands him and CJ, and Murray comes out, and this is where they're like, "Oh, it's like, where's the vice president? I got shit to do." And he's just like, "Vice president? What are you talking about? I thought you had this hot new pyramid scheme you had working on." Well, you sent me a telegram for some reason. You sent me a telegram for some reason. Uh -oh. What? What the fuck's going on? And now we get that quick cut up below the helicopter. I, I got confused by this. Yeah, there's some weird device <laughs> in the cement <laughs> helipad. Yeah. The guy carved a box out of it somehow. He sawed it like it like Squiley Coyote would do. It's just a saw. <laughs> yeah, it's like painted the same color as the cement on that. Yeah. It's gotta blend it in. And a little uh, Nerf football shoots out of it and <laughs> yeah. sticks to the helicopter. Yeah. And we're like, what? So Matt Houston, he's like, I, I hate to tell y'all, but I didn't invite any of you here. And they're like, what? I'm a very important rich person. How dare you waste my I time? I feel like they knew each other by name, but they hadn't really met before. Well, yeah, these are the movers and shakers of the world, Chris. The of course, world. they know each other by name. Right. We'll get to learn more about the cast of characters here in a second. I don't remember this right now. Well, because Maha Jarmo, he's just like, I, I'm, I'm too respectful. I won't do the voice, the disgusting voice Please he don't. used. But he's just like, I think there is a connection between us. In fact, uh, uh, grabs his neck. He starts to say five years ago, and then 
He just touches his neck and keels over. Yeah. Cook the commercial. We come back. They're looking over him. He's got a dart in his neck. Makeup on this wound in his neck was pretty interesting. Yeah. And we we also learned from CJ that all the phones are not all twenty six of them are not. She tried every one. All twenty six. That's right. None of them are working. uh, Elevator won't open. Uh, yeah, they're locked. In there. Yeah, the only thing's running is the refrigerator. Right, and so she's like, "Well, I'll try the radio uh, in the chopper." So she goes to it. That sets off the Nerf bomb. Boom! Nerf material everywhere it blows <laughs> CJ away. It's Nerf or nothing. How, see, so how did you feel about uh, this scene, uh, uh, Phil? You were, you were commenting earlier. You thought that she did a great role with this. It's fantastic. I mean, she. I mean, CJ is already pretty square jawed, and she looks pretty tough. But this, <laughs> when this thing blew up in her face, it was like a. It was like Lawrence Taylor linebacker, broad broad shoulders, in this white cocktail dress, flipping backwards, and just the best CJ wig of all time. It was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't even sell it. She got right back up. <laughs> yeah, she was just. She's just like, I'm fine. My heart starts beating again, Houston. <laughs> that was the perfect CJ accent, too. Yeah. Oh, he's beating again. So there you have it, people. No way to communicate. The chopper radio is blown. They can't even fly the chopper. Now. I just love that a bomb went off in her face, and her hair is still... What? It well, was, it's 80s not hair per- had a lot of hairspray. So. <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I say, it's not perfect for me, but it's what she was going for. Yeah. Say that so, much. Matt goes, I think we're trapped. Bump, bump, bump. Cut to Mama Novelli's, the mother of uh, his best friend, uh, I think, yeah. Uh, Phil. Yeah. yeah, the Lieutenant Vince Novelli, who's a lieutenant in the police force, and they, they're associates. They become close friends, yes. Okay. And so Mama Novella runs the restaurant and makes sure everybody's fed, even Bo. Right. That she's every Italian mom cliche rolled into one. Right. And so, like good fucking Catholics, they just had their communion. Their their little boy's not going to go to hell. Did we get the the uh, the boy's name? Boy, I don't know. Does the boy have a name? Uh, t- okay, that is Tony. The mystery. It's, it's Tony. Tony. It's Tony, yeah. but remember, at the end they call him Parker. Like they forgot the screen. The screenwriter Maybe they forgot. Would... They forgot the name of his own character. <laughs> Maybe they were like, "Man, Tony's too on the nose for Italians." Let's like let's ease back from the stereotypes. They changed it mid. Well, so they changed it mid episode. This like, is someone's what a, someone's a San Antonio Spur fan or some shit. <laughs> Sorry. That's actually why. That's actually that was Tony Parker who got named after this episode. That's, that's right. <laughs> this was also the first Matt Houston episode his father ever saw in, in France. Right. <laughs> so uh, the ranch hands Lamar and Bo show up. I don't remember Lamar wasn't in the episode we do. Bo was. was. Not, Bo yeah, almost yeah. died in an explosion. <laughs> everyone almost dies in an explosion. In Matt yeah. Houston. That's how every Matt Houston episode starts. From what I understand, someone he loves gets hit in an explosion. That's yeah. right. This is this is the last appearance of Lamar. He was oh, okay out after Bo was able to last one more just to get his face blown off. <laughs> and they're like, "Where the hell is Houston? I don't want to be around all these satanic pope worshippers here." 
and they're like, he dropped dead before he'd miss little Tony's communion. So we're like, oh, we know Pat. We know that's true. We know Matt. He just said, he's like, fuck George Bush. Tony needs me. Right. So we're going back over to Houston Industries, and Matt is, of course, he's a leader. He's the running back. He was the fucking bloodline of the quarterback. Wait, he was the quarterback? Running back's one of the most replaceable fucking positions in Back in the day, it wasn't. Yeah, but. Everybody loved running backs back in the day. Phil, what position did he play back at Texas A&M or whatever he played at? He was quarterback. He was quarterback. He beat SMU, and this is true, he beat SMU in the big game. 65-yard pass, last final seconds, and ran in a two-point conversion to win. That's how he got the Heisman. This is true. From the first episode, they explained all this. So they're thinking of ways, how can we get help? Because they're like on the 50th floor of this high-rise. Right. So Derwin, the nerd, is like, I'm just going to drop paper airplanes with SOSs on. Right. Smart. Right. So he's just out there on the, in the background throwing paper airplanes. Right. And now to really put our guest's feet to the fire, how are you getting us out of this situation? We're in a trap room. Golden Globes Theater is trapped. How are you saving this us is, in yeah, this, this situation? This might be uh, the birth of escape I, rooms. Yeah. I, I can tell you what I would have done. Please. Uh, if you recall, what does Matt Houston's penthouse have in it? A rainforest? Besides a hot tub, rainforest, <laughs> hot secretaries, nerdy Brails. businessmen. 26 <laughs> telephones? Ah, it has backup generators, but it also has a gun case. <laughs> are you telling yeah. me? Are you telling me there's no ammo in the entire? Why did they start shooting like the Bank of America? They would have had the cops because there. no, Phil, we're in America. No, that would not happen. <laughs> People would be like, "Oh, that's just America." <laughs> it's true. Someone right. the like, if you're like in I, France, right. yes, that would be the easiest thing to do, you know. But I stand correct. And, and by the way, none of those guns have been shot in a hundred years. You yeah, <laughs> we actually get yeah. payoff yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, how are you saving us? This is part of the test. <laughs> yes. uh, I would use some of the upholstery and other uh, textiles to fashion some sort of rope or line, and then descend down a couple of floors, shatter the window. Come in and then take the staircase down. Very diehard of you. Very I like hard. this. Okay. I love, I love that. I love that. But I, I got one more. Okay. Oh. Extra Why didn't credit. they take the Maha Green Man Alishi's body or whatever his name is? The Maharishi. <laughs> oh. And with the two-pronged crown? Why didn't they just take with the two-pronged crown? Joel Priest for us. Um, take, it, take, it, take his body, his dead body, throw him, over the, throw him over the side, and the episode's over. We're going diehard again. Are, aren't oh, you forgetting it? We're in, you, you, we're in America 1983. A brown body splattered on him. He's not brown. Who cares? They go, just another homeless man, and they would walk right by him. Wearing a tweed jacket. I was just going to say, there is, in fact, a scene where the cop says, I saw a weird guy in a tweed jacket I had back in high school. It's very cool. Well, oh. CJ's plan is I'm going to flash SOS with a light, a flashlight. Because a storm's brewing. Yes, a storm is a coming. And Murray is, of course, left to entertain. Because Murray, of course, right. the ma- the you're an entertainer. Yeah. What Born movie did you go out there and tell him about? I would tell. I would probably sing with my beautiful voice. <laughs> you would like sing. Yeah. I thought you would do like one of our episodes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, too. yeah, maybe do like Commando. Go, this something. reminds me of an episode of Magnum. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> this reminds me of a book I read. A little foreshadowing. 
So Maharaja Ma is announced dead. Clover can see that uh, Celeste is disturbed, even though she's had to try out horror. She's got emotions. Right. And she's just like she sees someone in much, much. Many sex workers are empathetic, and they can see when people are hurting. They have to read emotion. They have to play off emotion. Right. They have to understand when you know you have to get into the sexual acts, or if they need to be worked into it. Like they know how to get the money. All right. So she goes to Celeste to comfort her. It's less like you are. Get away from me. <laughs> she is straight venom. So we are in a clue situation. Yeah, this is that's what clue. it's adding up to. And I immediately said, "This bitch did it." Uh, I'm always feeling like white women of uh, rich status are guilty. So you know, <laughs> I already came into this She's knowing the she Karen, did yes. it. Yeah, she's an original Karen. Does anybody else have a uh, 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 suspect already? I thought Costanos. <laughs> and I was, and I, and when, and when the ne- very next scene, when the phone rings and there's hysterical laughter, I'm like, yes, I'm right. It's Costanos. Yeah. I thought it was good. the nerd, actually. I thought it was the computer oh. guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Phil, do you remember when you were watching this at eight years old? Like, yeah. you had to be. Was this? Did you was, realize like it's Clue? Yeah, yeah I, it, I thought. Yeah, I realized it was. I don't think Clue hadn't quite come out. The movie hadn't come out. I think it was eighty four. Um, but yeah, I think that I was just eight years old, and I just let them tell me who they thought it was. So I thought it was the bri- the brigadier. Oh, of course. But, you know, it was, yeah, it was Ed, Edward Mulher and Mac yeah. and Crumby or whatever. Amber yeah. Crumby. So yeah, that's who I thought it was. the phone rings, hysterical laughter. I'm thinking Castanos, and then the player piano, which uh, apparently he's it's a uh, Houston, he's a very classy guy. He's got a player piano. It's hooked up to his computer system because he's high tech. <laughs> yeah, and it starts playing the funeral march. Uh, why wouldn't it? And even Murray points that out to let everybody know he's smart. That's the funeral march, by the way. And it's really nice because they use this like as their commercial breaks. Okay, walk across the keyboard. <laughs> he didn't mess anything up. We're good to go. Barney is all over this. He's loving this episode, too. He wish he could be on it. Uh, so we go through a commercial break. We come back, and CJ's out there with the flashlight. Uh-huh. And... It, that bitch dot, knows dot, her dot, SOS. Dash, 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 yeah, dot, she's dot, no, dot. she knows her. We see the storm. It's really fucking brewing. We're in a skyscraper after all. We're, we're scraping the sky. So the so thunder is right Matt goes them. to Murray's like, look, Murray, you got nothing to worry about here because I'm supposed to be a little Tony's communion, and they know I'm going to show up. So when they don't see me, Vinny's going to send some cop cars over here, and we're going to get free. And then outside we have the girls bickering over. Yeah, Clover's marriage. like making a drink behind there. She's just trying to make the best of the situation. Right. That's know? all you can do: stay calm in uh, you know scary situations, making herself a drink, trying to be cool <clears> about <throat> the situation. But then it's got to come up because there's always the bitch who's like, "It's not fucking womanly to open your legs and enjoy dick." <laughs> I believe that's what she said. I've heard it's and like my mother poetry. told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But she, but she I think Lady, Lady, Lady Celeste said that in more like a, a refined English accent. Oh, do you have a not fine English accent, <laughs> Phil? Got that for us? Go ahead. Whip I, it I've got to. I've got to. No, no, I sound like Bannister from the, next, the other episode. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I feel true. like I have to yeah. read the. 
this quote <laughs> that I, I wrote down in the notes because I yes. think it's actually brilliant. Because Clover's making the drink and she says, here's to marriage, a female plot to add to man's responsibilities and subtract from his rights. And then Lady Amber Crombie says, what would you know about marriage? You never had the decency to marry any of your lovers. And Clover fires back with, maybe I've got too much decency to marry any of them. Which I just love that she knows she knows what's what. She's like, nah, nah, I'm not going to be marrying any of these dopes. Like, ah, I'm too and, decent a person to enter into that uh, enterprise. And Clover, and, and, and <laughs> even, okay, we'll get to it. But she basically admits that she's fucked everyone there except for <laughs> Derwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, only yeah, that nerd over there would never get, get in think, between. Didn't even life. Murray even hit it? I mean, Murray, it was like, CJ, you know. CJ, yeah. college. Crazy. After the Grand Prix. After the Grand Prix. Oh <laughs> my god. Did a victory lap. Jack, thank you for that quote. That that was such a good line. I did really like that one. I so, love that line. Matt is like, I wonder what else is this is your house. How do you not know it's wired up to your house? He's like, How can we escape? And then all of a sudden the lights cut out. Old wrestling trope all over the place here. Someone's gonna crawl out from under the couch or something. Right. Set up the ladders and the tables. green mist into someone's face. Oh, my God. Here we go. Back to Mama Novelli's. Bo, he's frantically trying to get a hold because he's like, he's like, I got to get the hell out of here. These people (laughs) don't talk like me. (laughs) And and so he's trying to get a hold of Matt. Matt's not answering. He's going over to, I I believe you said his name was Nicholas, uh, uh, the son of Mama Valenti. Tony. (laughs) Tony, of course. He's the grandson. Well, is he this goes Vinny's o- kid? I don't, I don't know if it's Vinny's kid. It's his nephew. Okay. Oh, I was thinking of Vinny. Okay. So he goes over to Vinny's. Tom, I'm trying to reach Houston's place, but all 26 of his lines are busy. And he's like, relax. Drink your drink and relax. And he starts sipping on his drink. Vinny walks away, and he's left with some old goober guy. Late- Lamar. 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 I was going to say Leyland. <laughs> and he's like, what do you think this drink is? Wine. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, but I popped for that. Why did Bo, like, what was the point of him taking his slice of pizza and just slapping it on the, on the wall? Uh, he's frustrated. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. That's, that's just disrespectful. I'm sorry. I've done that out of frustration. I just, have you. Oh, okay. All right. It takes you to a, a scary hey, place. Walter White threw a whole pizza up on his wall. And he was very frustrated. Yeah. That was his own house. That was his own house, though. So CJ gets some candles. Matt is like, well, I got an idea. How about y'all? I, apparently, one of us got to be the suspect. Right. So why don't y'all un, uh, take out, empty your pockets out, and let's see what, what, what you got there. Ladies <laughs> first. See, he's with me. He's like, I know Clover. She's all over everybody's pie. She doesn't want... I thought he was with you because you like to go through other people's property. Yeah, maybe, Murray. (laughs) Uh, No, but he suspects that fucking Lady Celeste. He he sized her up. Celeste empties out her bag, but then a note drops out. She "Ah," picks that up. And that, and then the great like, southern boy that Matt Houston is goes, Madame, don't worry about that. I'm not looking for a note. That could be what he's looking for. That could have very important details. 
Clover is ready for the full body search, cavity search. She's like into it. So she's like, it's like empties her vibrator, of course, you know, industrial lube, everything a young woman on the go needs. And Matt's like, hmm, see me later. <laughs> okay, so like you said, Matt allows her to keep her note because we have still 20 minutes left of this episode. So right. We can't finish it. We can't have a big clue this early on. The guys empty their stuff out, you know, typical guy stuff, slingshot, you know, pocket knife. Uh, magnum, uh, condom. Jacks and, and picks uh, it ball up. and some jacks, yeah. you know, guy stuff. Jacks. A snake. Someone had a frog. It was like, <laughs> what, I don't know what that what was. Are <laughs> these pockets? What is in your pockets right now? That's <laughs> what guys keep in their pockets. <laughs> Murray pulls out a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dennis the Menace. I got so, but you know what's not in there? No remote and no dart gun. I like this. Uh, he's, this is what... he's very uh, trusting in all these guys with jackets and pants that have like. I mean, each of those guys has like twelve different fucking pockets on each of them, and he's just like empty yep. your pockets, boys, and they just like pull out like a couple of. Those guys can have a fucking arsenal. They gotta have like. <laughs> Houdini's closet buried within their garments. Not to mention, you got the whole suite. You got the entire palatial residence there. You could have tucked it under a fucking couch cushion or behind the bar or in a drawer or anything. And like, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, what idiot's going to keep that one incriminating piece of evidence on themselves the entire time? I didn't get this, and I like that you bring up, like, what could they have hidden well, under there? Because the think about what we're going to cover in the next episode. No, there is a certain character who hides a certain long rifle <laughs> under some clothes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, here's the answer to that question. It's not, remember, guys, it's 1983. <clears throat> kind of yeah. gayed after the Frisca guy. So yeah. that's why he's just like, well, I ain't touching his... Well, Murray, his, you know, I guess that was invented in the early 90s when I was going through grade school. The no homo, because that's all you had to say. And then you could do anything gay you want. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the caveat that allows you to stick your finger up a guy's ass and then you know, fondle exactly. the balls. You're like, uh, no homo. You know, you, you give you a little reach around here. <laughs> You do it through a hole in the sheet, or you say no homo first, then you do whatever you want. It's totally fine. Sorry, they don't Pride do Month. that on the old Houston ranch. Okay? That's right. So Matt's like, "Hey, people, how about this? The f- whoever killed Mo, step up, please. <laughs> do the honorable thing." And so uh, while they're doing that, Malcolm is checking out this dart. He's like, oh, this I know I know this toxin on this dart. It's he, only available in Central Africa. Okay. On the Congo. How does he pick up this information? Because he tastes a little graph. He rubs it between his fingers and he tastes. Okay, I missed that. And he's just like, this could only be found in Africa. I was there one time. It was pretty cool. So, and they're like, well, you did it then. Every's, yeah, everyone's <laughs> gawking at him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's guilty. And he's, like, and he's like, what? Just because I was in Africa doesn't mean that. I Because I have an one. extensive knowledge of blow dart toxins <laughs> and their application. Right, really. And then Matt's like, well, maybe you're right. But I'm, you know, someone's going to take over the, the computers of this, this building here. It's, he's got to be some kind of nerd. Derwin? That's right. And Derwin's like, look, just because I'm a nerd doesn't mean I want to kill everybody. 
And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go work on that radio in well, the Ma- Yeah, Matt's just like, you know what? I don't think you did it. In fact, you're going to go fix the radio in my helicopter because you like wires and coppers and knobs and stuff like that atop. Get up here. What, what accent is that? I just I cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> this shit. is my this is my life every Saturday. I just uh, it fell silent enough so I heard myself and I was like, oh no, where did I go? At least it was in America. What have I become? <laughs> <sighs> so so Derwin, he he outfoxed uh, Matt because he's like, I didn't do it. So he's like, well, maybe he didn't do it. So <laughs> then like he goes that. back to Malcolm. He outfoxed him. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Malcolm, how does this story come up that he met Maharaja Mo? Like he met him as a child. Because I think, uh, were they, did they bring up the five-year thing? He was like, what is the connection between all these people? He's like, well, I did meet Maharaja Mo when he was a child. You know, years ago yeah. in India. It couldn't have been five years ago. I think no, Malcolm just yeah. offered up this information because he wanted to incriminate himself more. They were uh, already... So, sus- Go ahead. Celeste, yeah, Celeste actually mentions it. His, his, his straught wife says that Ambikrambie had met the, man, the <laughs> Maharishi before and that he was 10 years old at the time. So, okay. So I don't know the the Maharishi was, but I didn't think there were that much difference in age. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I would almost bet that that was like a wartime thing then, uh, yeah. given, given that Amber Carby's British, yeah, and, and of his age, like in the '80s, if he was like in his yeah late '60s or so, he could have been like a, a young officer or something, hmm. uh, while the Maharaja was, you know. 10 or whatever. I, okay. That was just kind of like what I leaned into. It was like, oh yeah, he's British, he's talking about India, it yeah, must have been World War II, or like yeah. sometime right around then. Interesting. Okay. Got all this background information, Murray. Beautiful history, lesson. Beautiful history. Jack, Jack is always coming through on the history. It's always coming through. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Derwin's like, hey, I think I got the Chopper Radio started. Matt, can you come out here? So he comes out while that's going on. Straight out of scene out of Dynasty. <laughs> Linda Evans versus Joan Collins. We get the worst stunt wo- stunt <laughs> woman? I don't know. This could be stunt men. F- fight, cat fight between Celeste and Clover. I love and the fact that it was kicked off by you adulterous tramp. <laughs> yeah, because she, she she's alluding to the fact that that uh well I mean I think Clover said she fucked everybody in the room oh, yeah. but and she's like wait that's that my husband's in the room so yeah. then she remembered she had she had a PTSD flashback oh, of course and then hell hell broke loose yeah so we get a very long very Star Trek esque stunt person fight uh Malcolm of course pouring himself a drink rubbing his crotch the, the best part is he just grinning and drinking and. Which is exactly what I would be doing. Yeah. Well, it's all about him, so of course he loves it. If there's two women who are just going to brawl, like I'm just going to pour a drink and watch. I mean, it's, it's free entertainment right there. I, in fact, everybody, Matt comes in, he's like, hey, I, I got the radio. What the hell's going on yeah, here? Everybody yeah. walks in, even CJ, when she walks in, she's just like, oh, shit, is that a girl fight? And everybody's watching it. I is it the Seinfeld thing? Yeah, maybe they'll kiss. 
Yes. Is that what it's exactly. coming to? Well, like, immediately sex will break out. You never know. <laughs> so you got to like feel it out for a while. I mean, and, have you guys never watched a Pam Greer movie? Do you not know what happens here? <laughs> We've watched a few. Yeah. Garments disappear. Oh, like you're right. Well, hey. Well, anytime two women fight, the very first thing they do is try to rip each other's clothes that's off. True, I mean, that's, that's true. That's how it works. You, and I then mean, there's shaking, hair out and and shaking yeah. and wobbling and jiggling and gyrating. It, that's what happens when ladies brawl. So. It's that was like my first day in high school was two oh. chicks of mm-hmm. two chicks broke out uh, in a fight in lunchroom. And so everyone's watching. Sure enough, shirts get ripped off. So I, oh, I think that was my first live boob I saw. Wow. Was in a lunchroom brawl. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> so, so actually, I actually rewind, like, actually slow mode this. <laughs> so, like, as one does. Yeah, please yeah, break I, it I down was, for was, him, Busters. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. It, I really wanted to see if it was a man because Celeste kind of looked like it might have been a man, but those are two. Those are two chicks. Look, ladies good. can fight yeah. just like men can fight. I, I'm not saying anything, but it was they were very powerful. Not as well, but yeah, they can fight. <laughs> so yeah, so Celeste, they, 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 I think they just break it up themselves. I don't think anyone breaks the fight up. They just, it just, and then everyone's like, all the men in the room are like, oh, because they were expecting some lesbian no, action. No, you, for, you forgot the big part was when they're choking, like Clover's getting choked, oh and God, she rips, choking. She, That's she, rips, she rips off, yeah, she rips off Lady Celeste's necklace. Oh yeah, and then she gets really pissed, and the, that shitty cake. It's on. The oh table. yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Part? They, throw it, they yeah. throw it right at Matt Houston's boner. They're like, "Fuck <laughs> that." He holds up something to block it, like a, it was a, a TV serving tray. tray. Yeah. yeah, it just cooled them off. The icing cool. It was an ice cream cake, so it did cool off his bone. The cake just so, stuck. Yeah. No, it just stuck to his pants. It was That's like right. on a well, hook. he's pitching a ten. <laughs> um, it, it's also a good. You see, I love how this worked out though, because he's blocking his face. It hits him in the crotch. He's wearing a tuxedo, so this gives him an excuse to go into the Texas tuxedo. So now oh, he's got true. the blue jean boots yeah, yeah. and the flannel. Yeah. He's, get, he's, he's getting ready for that tussle later. Yep. Right. So Celeste, like, fixes herself up. She's like, well, I never. And she goes to walk out, cool off on the balcony. As soon as she hits the doorway, boom, she's electrocuted. That's right. So now, now uh, of course, CJ, she's like. She's dead now. Can we go through her shit? Right. Yeah. Let's immediately look at that letter. Because... And then, like, Matt's like, well, I don't think there's nothing wrong with you. If you're dead, we can go through your shit. We have a saying down there in Texas. <laughs> if a woman dies, read her shit. And it's read like... her shit they do. That's right. It's like, it's like that movie, the, the Quick and the Dead, when the gunfighters get killed and they just take their boots and their clothes. and everything. No one's seen this movie, I guess. No. <laughs> no I like it. Yeah. Long time. That, yeah, that's a Sam Raimi. Uh, and, yeah, Sam Raimi. So when Lance Hendrickson is killed, Ace Hanlon, they he's got all those fancy clothes. So they just take rip them off and down to his underwear. That's what they do to Celeste. They take her boots. I mean, take, they take her brazier. Yeah, everything. Yeah, of course. That's what, I mean, dead old naked. You gotta man. loot the body. This is a standard Dungeons and Dragons tactic. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then all, Murray's like, "Anybody want the body?" And then he just disappears <laughs> for a while. He's going to do some fucking seances and shit with it. It's a witch himself, a Wiccan. I mean, we know that that world from uh, Mad Max. 
Yeah. You get that too in Mad Max. People yeah. taking the boots and the jackets well, they, well, and everything. What's a good pair of boots go to waste? Exactly. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah, they pull that letter right out of her bag of holding. Bag oh. of holding. Jesus. Oh my God. AKA her bra. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My bad. Limitless. Did they read the note out loud? I don't remember. No, they did a commercial break. So she's looking at it and Matt's like, oh, and then leaves. And then, so then we cut to the bar where Malcolm and Clover, apparently they were scheming all along to get rid of Celeste. Right. Because she's like, God damn, you know. I, want, I wanted her to get rid of her, but not like that. I wanted to yeah. be the one to kill her. And all that money. Right. Dun, dun, dun. So what we learn is, is that Lord Abercrombie is really, a, he's no lord at all. He's broke. He's, he's kept man. He's living off of this woman. Of course he is. That's how it always is. I just want to say, because we talked about it before, who we thought the murder victim, uh, the murder, Suspect. murderer was. Yeah. I still think it's her. I know she's supposed to be dead. I still think it's Whoa, that, no. That might come it's into a, play a dead later. Person on. Couldn't possibly pull this. You're off. right. You're no, right. I know but she could have hired someone to pull it off. It could have been anything. I just know these I white rich honkies are up to shit. They always are. <laughs> so Derwin, being the nerd, he has to investigate the doorway. Apparently, a force field. Was what the fuck was that about? Like, couldn't it just been electrical thing? No, there's a force field here. Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting for him to like mime, you know, like his hands. Oh, that like, been good. Oh, no, he didn't do that. I like that Matt went over and got a stick, a broomstick. Yes, yeah. and I was it Murray who was like, yeah. "Oh my god, sir, that'll shock you. It's wood, Murray." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went from like Southern oh, almost yeah. British right there. <laughs> Like, it's wood, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> a world traveler. Uh, so we, he tests oh, out God. these tripwire force fields, and sure enough, it's real. It's the whole so, field. It's the whole yeah. door. It's not like a light beam. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, they could have at least done like a Star Trek oh. thing where they have like the force field for like the, the cells they have on the Enterprise. You, do, you like, you're supposed to blow smoke into it or something. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. yeah. No, did not. Well, remember, this is a bottle episode. There's no budget on this one. <laughs> He's got a you know why? Because the next episode, they blow their budget on uh, <laughs> casting <laughs> Chuck Connors. <laughs> and going to that And going to Knott's Berry Farm. Farm. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but do you remember this weird part of the scene where, like, Clover wonders out loud, like, why they've been able to walk through that door all night? Yeah. Yes. The first, and, then, and, then, and then Derwin, like, goes, Killer didn't want it that way. They wanted people to die in different ways. Like, why did why did Derwin? Was that like just to make you think it was Derwin? Yeah, I think so. It had to be like because they're they're definitely trying to build up the fact it's someone on the inside. And then the episode next with Costanos, he hires a killer who kills people in different ways. So the writer of the show <laughs> is just lazy as shit. Like, he starts with a party. He basically cut and pasted and did fine replace. Right. Episode. He, got his, he yeah. got his one good idea, and he was like, shit, this Run is with too it. good. Like, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta write multiple endings to it. People in the 80s knew they were writing shit, and they just they got, they collected a paycheck. They were I, like, fuck it, hey, I don't care. 
I just love that more of an audience got to see this shit, and we all get to fucking talk about it and collectively. <laughs> I I'm surprised everybody that uh, was you know in their teen years at least when this was on, they're like, oh yeah, Matt Houston. Yeah, more people probably watched this episode than any show on today. Even right like now. peak Netflix shows, yeah. there's probably more people saw Matt Houston. So before they can wonder about what Derwin's talking about. CJ's computer baby activates. God damn it. I hate that they call this computer baby. Well, I love the fact that the blinds turn into a computer screen. It is good. I like that. And we see on the computer screen. And all the furniture flips over. Yes. And scoots up. <laughs> and then the like there's like the the like uh coffee table or whatever, and that flips over, that becomes a keyboard. Yeah. It's amazing. And we see on the screen it says, Who's done zero? Revenge 2, the guilty six must die, including you, Houston. So, I'm still th- I still think it's Castanos at this point. Why? <laughs> right. So why so doesn't Houston say, Well, why am I getting special bill in here? You know, like and I and aren't we wondering the same thing? And then it never explained why is he singled out? Like why is Houston the guy? Well, we'll learn later on why he's the guy. Okay, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch that part. Okay. So the I screen want... changes, and we start seeing clips of our, our victims, future victims and past victims. We see Clover. She's not only is she hot in the sheets, she's hot on the streets because she's a great car racer. That's Which right. is usually a middle-aged woman's usually known as the best car racers for a time. Dana you know? Patrick was like 50 when she started doing yeah, her racing. How many races did she win? A zero. I think a no, she won, I think she won a couple house. or something. But anyway, <laughs> we see her. So we know she's not just, you know, a, 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 a sex fiend. She also can drive a car. Right. You know? And we also see uh, Maharaja Mo at a parade. He's riding an elephant. And then it says, who will die next? Now, I think this is a very important point to stop. We got a little bit of teasing from our killer and everything now. Jack, where are you at on yeah. this episode? How are you feeling about it? Are it's you engrossed getting, in the mystery? It's getting interesting at this point. It's getting interesting. Okay. I was starting to think that the person was definitely in the apartment at that point. Mm-hmm. It had to have been. Like one um, of the people we've been introduced to? Or, or if it wasn't, that they were somehow like hiding... In the suite, right. Um, oh, it, I, I, I was into it. I was it, but it it really does get hilarious with the whole controlling of the computer and having it beep boop beep, and you know, <laughs> throwing up all the little the little clips of you know the video footage and things like that. I did laugh later on when they're like, "Okay, let's enhance the footage." Oh my That's god. That's my favorite part. That's the best. <laughs> I love it. That's straight out of Blade Runner. Enhance. 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 At least Blade Runner was in the future, like <clears throat> this being 19. Well, well he's a rich man, so he probably has access to things we don't even know about. Blade Runner. Megaforce technology. probably gave him that computer. It could Baby is highly sophisticated. What do you, what do you say? So CJ is pissed. Nobody puts her baby in a corner. So she <laughs> goes to she goes to like, I'm gonna type a mean letter to this person. And then, don't you touch that keyboard, lady. Well, he she touches it once, and a prompt comes up on the screen. Touch another key, and you die. And she's like, fuck that. 
No man's going to tell me I can't touch my keyboard. And then, like, Matt's like, no, let, let me try something first. And he, like, throws, like, a coin or something, and it lands on the keyboard. And then all of a sudden, a barrage of fucking bullets hit the, hit the sofa that slashed the computer chair. That's right. So, cut to commercial. We're going to commercial. We're coming back out. We need a little bit more humor. Some we levity. Also... We need, like, we're all tense here, guys, aren't we, at this moment? Oh, my God, I'm so yeah. tense. I need something uh, to cool me down. Some humor. So we get the old classic straight out of the Little Rascals. We get a hot foot on Bo. Oh my god! <laughs> I could. So if you're if you're uh, if you're <laughs> under the age of fifty, let me explain what a hot foot is. You put like a match in someone's foot on their shoe and then light it. There you go. Have you ever seen anybody do that? <laughs> no. Ever. If you I actually I rewound that like four times because I'm like, who did that? Like. I and thought it was like, Tony. It was one of the kids. No, it, no, it's a dude with like a huge forearm. It's like it's like the stunt coordinator. <laughs> like I'm not even lying. Look back at it. It's like so <sighs> giant. Like, but it's somebody. It's it's they have no sleeves. So and there's no one in the whole scene that has. Everyone's wearing like a full shirt. It's just some guy like a pyro <sighs> expert they had on the. Yeah. It's also really embarrassing because it's like. That match had got nowhere near, and he's wearing a pair of cowboy boots. Yeah, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna feel anything through that leather. It's like get out no, of here. It's so stupid. They, uh, a hot foot would be really fucking good for modern age with people wearing Crocs all the time. That's gonna be the next <laughs> TikTok challenge. Yeah. Oh, hot You heard it here. The Hashtag next, hot foot. The next TikTok challenge. So Vinny's like, Croc Vinny, foot. even his accent's out of control. It's like, where the hell is Houston, man? <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know what? I'm gonna, he, there's no way he would miss Tony's communion. So I'm gonna send a patrol car over to, to Houston Industries, see what's going on. Now, back at uh, Houston Industries, Matt has taken, he's gone up, he's traced back where the bullets came he's, from. He matched the trajectory, he's got the red like string. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before oh, yeah. you say anything, you need, Jack, you saw it. Did you name the gun before they said it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I picked it out. Yeah. Okay. It was it's my superpower. <laughs> well, now I everyone's on the edge of their seat. Who is, what is it? Oh, it's a Sterling submachine gun. You get, you could tell by the angle of the magazine and the perforation around the barrel shroud. Look, even that's at that three twenty p resolution <laughs> television, I've did. Look, I have, I have a few special qualities, and one of them is being able to eyeball guns on television and movies, and it's a Sterling, and it becomes this like plot point, like, oh, it's a. British submachine gun. Therefore, it can only possibly be Amber Crombie and not yeah. the fact that Amber Crombie is being set up yeah, by well, someone. Well, yeah, only a British person can operate a British yeah. machine gun. We know that. Yeah. It's anyway. the only possible solution to this thing. Is that, oh, yeah. It's like a Judge Dredd lawgiver. You're only the person who owns the gun. <laughs> it's, it's like any time anyone gets killed on TV and it's like, was shot by a 9mm. <gasps> There's so and so carries a nine millimeter, therefore it must be him. It's not like, oh yeah, that's right. That's the most common fucking handgun round on the planet. Could have belonged to literally anyone, anywhere, at any time. Yeah, it's got to be that guy. Yeah, but it's not really... only does. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just about to say they've only made like hundreds of thousands of Sterling submachine guns and exported them all around the world for decades at this point. Therefore, the only possible conclusion, it's the one guy 
in the room who happens to be British who's the one who killed him. Well, he is very proud of his British heritage. So it that's is true. And when you add it up with the next clue they find here... Oh! Yeah. You know, now it's like you have that excuse, but then it's like, oh, shit. This wasn't even the decor of Houston's place, and he didn't realize it? Yeah, well, Houston's place is kind of like a Bennigan's or like an Applebee's. It's just like <laughs> it's a rain- shit okay. everywhere. Like half shit everywhere. Oh my everywhere. god! Half Rainforest <laughs> Cafe, half Bennigan's. Yeah. Maybe that's what he invests in. He just like starts those kind of chain restaurants. Matt Houston Industries is yeah. actually the fucking suburb restaurant sure. place. <laughs> yeah, Applebee's, hey. fucking Chili's. TGI Fridays, that's Chili's. Cool. Yeah. Apparently, Lee Horsley, people wondered what happened to him after like 1985, and he owned a steakhouse in Texas. So he isn't, he, he, he got into the restaurant. He probably took everything from the sack. <laughs> and it had, had a saber. I'm sorry. Including a, a saber. A saber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's, uh, here's a question, uh, to Jack. Is what is it? I think, isn't the sword a, like for like a, like a generic Catch name for all. everything? What's the yeah. difference between a saber and a sword? It's your classic whiskey bourbon uh, conundrum where like any like bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Um, I'm guessing I didn't get a particularly good look at it and it was a straight blade. But if it was considered a saber, then likely it only has one sharpened edge to it, which is probably the case. I mean, it's a decorative dress sword, but that's probably what it is, is that one edge is sharpened. Uh, and one edge is not, or has like a false edge to it. Right. Well, so it looked that's, like it... that's why uh, you know Amber Crombie is being pedantic about it is because it's you know like a British gentleman's you know dress right. saber, um, and so he's ooh it's a saber. It's like shut the fuck right. up. It's yeah, a and a British guy has to one up the American. You know? I, well, yes, he. Cla- I mean, the, I'm sure if this was an episode of Magnum PI, Higgins would be like. It is not a sword magnum. It is a 1927 light cavalry saber. You know. Blah, well, you know blah, what it looks blah. like to me. It looks like a Texas frog sticker. All right. <laughs> Texas frog sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's more to this frog sticker than meets the eye because there's a monogram on the blade. I and... love how Houston comes across this too because he notices it and he does it slyly. So I thought he was going to discreetly like try to get this information but he just goes hey malcolm what's your middle initial <laughs> and malcolm just gives up his full name he goes oh that's interesting that's the those very same initials right here on this blade <laughs> what the hell is that yeah what the hell is that papers <laughs> so it was it was M like J A. M J Michael yeah. Jehoshaphat. Michael Jackson <laughs> Abercrombie. And it, we were like at this point, Matt's like, murder solved. British gun, British sword. The sword, well, by the way, it's never been used on anybody. <laughs> but he's like, ball. if it fits, uh, you must not acquit. So he's like, You're it. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Like, what possible reason would Abercrombie have? To bring his fucking dress saber and just randomly stick it like on the goddamn mantle place next right. to the gun that he supposedly installed. Again, one of these 
idiotic moments that like anyone with half a brain would be like this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever someone is obviously setting amber crumbie up as the fall guy for these murders and well, said they're I, all yeah like you said case solved we know who it is through the preponderance of evidence and it's like no no you dipshits you're obviously being played all right all right all right i mentioned in the beginning that i did think it was <laughs> When, when I, my eight-year-old brain. <laughs> so you were like, case I, fucking I was, like, I, was like, I was right there with Matt. I was right there with him. Like, saber, gun, affair, letter. Oh, the letter. Don't forget. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Malcolm says, well, why would I kill the woman I've been mooching off of for years? And then yeah. CJ's like, well, according to this letter, the letter to a divorce lawyer, Celeste is ready to kick your ass to the curb and take all her money with her. I like that Celeste was just carrying that around with her. She just liked the power. She probably just had a meeting earlier in the day with her divorce lawyer. Oh, you think so? Maybe okay. she was going to kick it. She was going to hear about this great investment and go, too bad you're not going to be a part of it, Abercrombie. Oh, she really wanted to put him up there in a uniform and everything and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, take the elevator. You're out. And then Real. Matt's like, well, why did he try to stop her from leaving when she walked into that trap? So Ma Malcolm, he's like, he can't. He, Malcolm's starting to think he did it. He just goes to sit at the bar with his head down. He gets the fucking sword down, too. And he's just like, don't everybody stay away from me. And he gets sword out. And Matt's trying to tell him. Saber. No, Excuse me, Saber. Yeah. And he's like, put the sabre down. Put the sabre down. It's okay. We're all friends here. We're just trying to figure this all out, too. We know you didn't do it. We know you didn't do it. But you got to put that fucking sword down. Let's note, by the way, that he throws it down onto the floor in front of the bar, putting it well into the room that they're all in. Just make oh, a note no. of that okay. for a few oh, minutes no. later. That, like, it's not like he's putting it on the bar. He's not, like, yeah. sitting it next to himself. He has actively thrown it away onto the floor, like well inside the room. Well, when Continue we're working, the I world, didn't notice that. You I know didn't why? notice that either. Because we get interrupted by baby again. That's right. Still in the dark, who is done? Here's a clue or two. <laughs> we see Derwin at an award show. Okay. I want to say this real quick. Yeah. I paused on both of these prompts. These prompts come across the still in the dark Houston. Here's a clue or two come across in two screens and they capitalize all the first letters except uh, or. And I was like, what does this mean? And I spent 10 minutes studying this. I was like, is there a clue this is an here? Anagram? This is 1983. Yeah. <laughs> this is a spelling <laughs> error is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally like, yeah. shit, I got to do this. I got to figure this out. Yeah. And you're I, thinking you're watching 2000 TV. Or, or, this is 80s TV. Like, right. Dumb as shit. Right. I'm thinking it's Stella Stevens because she's the, the only person that has a name who's like a suspect. <laughs> yeah. So that's usually what it was back Like Columbo. Yeah. It's always the guest exactly. star is the killer. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we see Derwin getting a award for Computer of the Year. You know, <laughs> Computer of the Year. We have that today. <laughs> and then we get a shot of Matt's chopper. 
Yeah, you see in the background, but it cuts away because it's like the focal point of the shot was uh, Matt's computer award. Derwin's computer award. And then it pulls away, and you see over Matt's shoulder, it's his chopper. So I was like, what the fuck is that going on? But no, we're getting distracted by Houston, and he's pulling us away from all that action. Clover looks away, and she screams out because... Abercrombie, our main suspect, is impaled on his sword. Eight, Saber, I'm sorry. Eight-year-old Phil is floored. That was cool. And as we've told people a million times, because we've seen this in a million times, if you're stabbed, you're, it's impossible to make a you sound. Can, you don't scream. Silent scream. Silent scream. And it works again because he's just laying there dead at the bar with a sword sticking out of his chest. And, of yeah. course, player piano strikes up taps. But is it for him, or is it for us? So there are a lot. The, the best well, thing about this episode is that after all this shit they put us through, this next scene, you're just like, fuck it, we're done with this fucking story. They just end it abruptly. Like we only have forty some odd minutes. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. They just give. It's like they give up on the whole story right here. Just, I'll, you'll see. So Matt's like, hey there, egghead. I see you won that award on computers. You must know something about computing. Computers and screens and shit. <laughs> Ciphering machines and everything. Can you take control of baby? He's like, well, I can try. So Murray grabs Matt and he's Pulls like, him into another room. Isn't it a bad idea to let the computer expert who could possibly be a suspect Every, running the computers? Everything in the house, even the saber is moving around on us. That's got a computer chip in it, apparently. Like... It seems like a bad idea to give this guy more access. This is literally the plot to a movie we might do later. I mean, you know all about what I'm talking about. Are we about. talking about fear.com? Fear.com, of course. Oh, my God. Murder. Why does, why does every episode Murder. that I'm on, you guys mention this shitty movie? Murder. Because <laughs> we want you guys to watch it. Oh, that's right. It has come up and a lot. And suffer as much as we have. Oh, Wait, my are God. you talking about fear.com? No, we're no. talking. No, we're talking. We, Murder.com. Murder.com. Oh. Yeah. Which is a much better movie. It's the horrible two. It's got Huey off. Lewis and Roger Daltrey in it. Yeah, what's it the really does. Anyone? It really does. So Matt's like, let me. Yeah. Uh, Murray, I read a book. I was in the airport stuck one time. So I read a, I bought a book there, the latest <laughs> Grisham novel. The latest Danielle Steele. And it's a, it's a lot similar to what we're going through right now. I, it was is the plot of this vaguely an Agatha Christie plot? Isn't yeah. there something? It is. Like, it is. I looked it up on IMDb, yeah. like you do, and yeah, it's like Ten Little Indians or something uh, like that, or something. Like that. Did you? Well, you know what it was originally called? That story. No. Okay, don't don't say it on the air. Just look it up. Uh uh oh. It's oh, very, I looked it up. It's very do racist. We, do we need to cancel Agatha Christie? Yeah. You can't. It's, it's, it's unbelievably racist. I, I I did look this up after because I figured it was a Ten Little Indians thing, and I think they actually changed that name because it's uh, now uh, not acceptable. It's like what called was it? And the name of it. And then there were none. Yeah, and, and then there were none. Yeah. Okay. yeah they changed oh, it again. so this got made point... into a movie too. Yeah. Yep. So it's like get this. Donald Murray. Pleasant's in it. We're doing it. Get this, Murray. It turned it out. The first victim wasn't even dead. He was the murderer. Go check on them bodies. Because they have to have the bodies like in like the dining room or some shit. All right. Quick cut. The party learns. They we're going back to the party at Mama Novelli's. Oh, yeah. We yeah. definitely can't say that. And we, 
they, we, Vinny sent a patrol car. He's the patrol cars come back. They're like, look, we tried to get in, but nobody was answering. Nobody's answering the phone. But hey, I saw this homeless guy in a gray tweed jacket. It looked pretty familiar because it was very strange. I had that jacket in high school. <laughs> and Vinny's like, what? Why are you telling me this? Are you fucking kidding? If you see that man in the tweed jacket, shoot him on the spot and never fucking tell me about it. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then we get some more Italian stereotypes. You're the skin and bones. You need to eat. Uh, Have you had a meatball today? And he's like, I'm on a diet, mama, but I'll be back later. All right. Derwin did it. He's got he's gotten access to uh, baby. They're full. They're back in control. And Matt's like, uh, can you play that footage back for me of the Maharaja at the parade? And then he's like, hold on there a minute. That don't look like the Maharaja I met. Yeah, I barely even came across him. Most of my dealings were vocally transacted. But that's not the man I met. CJ. CJ. They're like, what are you talking about? He's dead. We saw his body. Ah, 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 not so fast, CJ. I want to do this motion with my fingers. It's like a zoom in. It's a pinch and pull. Could you maybe like pinch and pull this picture for me? Can you so, enhance? Yeah. Then they, they, they do a Blade Runner and they're like, pan five meters to the left. Enhance. 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 They put the grid over it. They have a layout structure. Like, you see the grid work go over um, the Moha's face and it. it Compares the, the Moe's face. I should have never attempted to remember his name. I say Mohair for a second. Uh, Mohajra. Maharaja. Maharaja. And so they have like the two fucking printout grid locks of his face and everything. They're swirling in circles. You think face off's about to happen? He's like, that ain't no Mo. And that's pretty progressive for 1983 for a white man to tell apart to Indian sure. people. So, sure. you know, so don't, is that all racism on this yeah. show? You know? Mo money, mo problems. And so uh, he's like, we learned this. Now he starts putting things together. She's like, didn't he say five years ago? What, what was going on five years ago? Who did, did we know anybody from five years ago? I love everybody's memory here. Jack, what were you doing five years ago? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, name one no thing. Great. Exactly. I went to work, I guess. Phil, what did you name one thing you did five years ago? Mm. Mm. Uh, I, oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I listen. I listened to the my first episode of Golden Globus Theater. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, motherfuckers, Murray. Because oh. we know what happened five years ago. <laughs> The Kaganagi clock block? <laughs> no. No, started. <laughs> oh, we, our show started five <laughs> years That's ago. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Five years ago. What was five I years mean, ago? I know exactly. I was doing a plank and, and I heard about Bloodsport. I was laughing my ass off. I couldn't hold the oh plank. So you guys, because of the fucking, fucking you young Van Damme wearing a Giants hat. <laughs> San Francisco <laughs> Giants hat and a fucking New York Giants jersey. Oh, thank you. Go back and listen to that, everybody. Right. Thank you, Phil. I didn't remember. We were... That would have been a good bit for us if we knew <laughs> to think ahead. Murray, what were we doing five years ago? I was eating a delicious sandwich. I don't know what you were doing. 2018? 
Griff definitely was not eating a sandwich. No. Griff was no. going through someone's property. So I, was I was definitely into estate sales back then. And if you're a Griffer, that's the best place to <laughs> yeah. be. There's all those signs that say, don't look at this shit. Well, that just means you can pocket it because they're not paying attention. So Clover, because all those scenes we saw were from five years ago. And Clover won the Grand Prix. And she's like, you know what? Afterwards, I had a party with this guy, T. Dempster Brogan. And that name, just everyone pops up. Did you say T. Dempster Brogan? And we learned that Matt and all the guys in this room had got fallen into a Ponzi scheme that this T. Dempster Brogan had, where he was going to build like a dam in like India. Yeah. But no, he absconded with the money, and they got him arrested and threw, threw him in the who's guy. We thought he was cellmates with uh, uh What's the guy's name? Canast? Can how's it? Canasta? Castanos. Castanos. Yeah, yeah. You never look for me for names. Uh, you know this. You know better. Unless it's Smith, I'm not gonna help you. So prop, they, they, it's broken, obviously. Obviously, and he had to have been uh, faking as the uh, Maharaja. That was him. He was in brown face. Just totally distasteful. I mean, we probably should get some like evidence of this too, because if Mo actually was fake, you know was faking his death. We should probably go check on that as well. So I think this, uh, Houston finds like a mic that he had hidden. He starts talking into it, like calling out Brogan. Did he immediately do that? Or did he, with Murray, go like, we should probably go check where we left the bodies. I think they do go check yeah. where the bodies are. And then he comes back and goes looking for yeah. a bug. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all the bodies are missing. Not They're just missing, Moe's yeah. body. Yeah. I do have to shout out the fact that Clover drove it drove a car and won the fucking Grand Prix. Like I want to know more yeah. about her. Like yeah, she's she's not just some like gold digging floozy. Like that woman is a a award winning race car driver and award winning fucking in the sack apparently everyone talks about spin -off it she's a, a lady of many talents i would have liked a spinoff of that she's 1960 playmate and also five oh. years ago she would have been 39 years old because i looked up her her age and 39 yeah. years old winning the grand prix uh, very commendable and she had a kid when she was 15 well, now we're conflating the actress. Oh, oh, that's, uh, <laughs> Are you talking about Andrew Stevens? Hey, that yeah, kid? they're not the same. Yeah, wait. Oh, yeah, it was Andrew Stevens. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. like they look like brother and sister. That's they, guys, I already have the name Crimson and Clover. Her and a redhead team up whoa. and solve crimes. Oh. That would be a fucking amazing show. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Well, you wow. heard it here first. Don't fucking steal our idea. Actually, Jack, I'm, you can, you too can late. talk to I'm us. writing it. I'm writing <laughs> no. it right now. I'm going to exit out of this interview, and I'm just going to uh, start writing it. No, Jack, come on. Work with us. We'll collaborate. You it's know. okay. I can multitask. I think this could be one of my erotic fictions that are my, stage, my erotic oh. pen name. Raymond St. Jack. There this, you go. There you this go. would be the best female like flip 007 ever. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Clover's actually like this, you know, globe trotting woman of mystery who, yeah, races cars, knows karate, um, can pick out a fine wine. It, it, it all comes together. Knows a good business investment when she sees one. 
Absolutely. Even though this was obviously a trap and she should have noticed that. <laughs> so Matt calls out Brogue is like, we, we found you did it, partner. You were the Maharaja. And he, he also points out that there are ways, you know, to fake your death. You, you know, herbs you can There's certain prescription take. drugs you can get, baby. <laughs> I know, because you ever had, you want a Soma right now? Like, this is, you know. <laughs> I've traveled Because he, he has a football soma. injuries, so he knows all the best Dr. Right. Feelgoods. Yeah, you know? we all know about it. Concussions, everything. Maybe that's why his accent is so strong sometimes and not existent other times. So it's like, here's the thing, bro. Why don't you just come out here and I'll write you a little check? We can end all of this. And then when Brogan hears that check thing, he tops in that elevator. <laughs> elevator opens. He's there with a gun. It's a Star Trek-looking fucking alien device with a giant light on it. And then, like, that's a gun. You know what a gun looks like. We <laughs> forgot to point out, they, I love that they reused all the old Star Trek sound effects for computers whenever Baby was running. Yeah. It was like... That was good. It's a nice touch. It, it must have been owned by the same. What was the CBS that put out Star Trek? It must have been the same company. I don't know. I thought it was. A, I don't know. But uh, so uh, Brogan tells all the guests to get in the elevator except for Houston, and then he get. And he's gonna have. He, and then they can. Everybody can go. After I get that big fat check. So everybody's ushered out of the room. Matt's going over with uh, Brogan, and he's like, "I keep my checkbook right over here next to my Heisman." <laughs> I was a football player. Do you know what football is? Let me tell you what football is. And he's lulled Brogan into a false sense of security. He thinks they're just going to bro down and drink a Budweiser. And suddenly, there he is bearing down on Matt Houston with those big old running back quarterback paws. He slaps the gun. Apparently, there was a hot tub in the, in, in the floor. We didn't <laughs> like notice. In the floor, yeah. And so the gun goes in the hot tub. And they're wrestling around. There might be a ninja in there. He slams Brogan into that gun uh, case. Yes. Brogan's like, you fucking fool. You just backed me right up into a gun. The same gun that I believe Phil was talking about earlier that he would shoot off, you know, and Mm. alert everybody with. But we learned a little fact about these guns. Well, Houston's like, you mean that little uh, Texas frog shooter? (laughs) <laughs> my grandpappy and that gun ain't been shot since my grandpappy went coon hunting and, uh, and, uh, and like sure enough it just doesn't go off that's right so he, so like the football player he is he tackles him through a window out into the balcony that's how you have to do it Beats zon's the there to brush the grass glass out of his head so all right murder solved time to go to the community time to have that wrap-up scene we got a commercial break, wrap-up scene. Everything's safe Little now. angelic Tony. He's still waiting up for Houston. He's still sleep. He's sleeping in the restaurant. He's holding this little cowboy book that Houston gave him because he loves cowboys too. Jack, is this touching or weird? I, I hated close. this whole B-plot. This whole, like, ah, oh, it's little Tony is the... Communion. I don't care. I, I didn't care. Every time they cut to it, it, it irritated me more and more. <laughs> Little Tony or Packer? Packer, whatever the fucking Packer. Name. I don't Parker. care. Parker. Parker. You're Packer. a guy football on the brain, Packer. <laughs> what do you think? I'm watching Matt Houston. He's a football star. So he's like, I knew you would be here, Houston. I wouldn't miss this for the world, Little Parker. And, uh, uh, whatever your name is, he scruffs his head, you know. 
and then uh, Murray. Then this is like the worst, most like Jewish stereotype where Murray's like, we saved money off of this. Don't worry. <laughs> and they're like, what about the spots? Oh, they're taken uh, care of. That's a $50 deductible, and we save thousands. <laughs> and everybody's going, what is he talking about? Because he's um, no, we just got hung up at this other cool party. Uh, what is he talking about? Well, he what he meant to say is is a hundred dollar deductible, and then he puts a finger to his mouth and freeze frame. <laughs> wow, wow! I don't know if we can top this. Is it possible? No, no. Let's just end it. Yeah, we <laughs> might have to. We're done. Done. Put a fork in it. This episode's <laughs> over. We're gonna delay this beautiful Magnum PI episode for a third or second time, whatever we're at now. Wow! Just wow. No, inside football. We're not gonna do that because that would be against the spirit of the Tippy Tap crossover challenge, the That's first right. annual. That's right. Do we need to get last thoughts on this? No. Good. We need to give him his. Uh, we need to give a. Uh, uh, Jack is due his time to. That's right. So we need to end this. That's right. So you're the you wrap up. Everybody, the audience, you're left with your feelings. You're left knowing how these two titans fought it out over this episode of Mad Houston. And you're going to be joining us. It'll be five minutes from now for us. It'll be a week for you. And we're going to be enjoying every little bit of that week. And until that week comes, I'm listening. You're <laughs>